So you really had <laughs> never heard the term whiz quiz before? That I have not, no, sir. <laughs> I, I, I'm having a very hard time believing this. You've never, have you ever gone in for one? Oh, yes, several times. Okay. Yeah, places of employment with the boat. I'm in a random program. Mm-hmm. I've had to, the original plus, um, was it November? I think I got called or September or something. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is. So I go in for a whiz quiz in case anybody doesn't know what that is. Drug test, obviously. Um, goes by I, a variety of other names. Yeah. <laughs> I go in because we're going over to a job site at work that we have to pass this 10 panel background, you know, drug test. And then there's a bunch of other background. Wait, you can pass a background check. Eh, <laughs> depends on the day. No. Depends uh, how many other States they look into. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, so I go in, the, I go in there and it, it's, it's, you know, towards the city, the place is packed. There's like 45 people in there. Good Lord. Yeah. And I've never seen more than two in front of me. Yeah. It's like an <laughs> occupational health type place. Yeah. You know? And so I'm in there. And I had I had two interesting things happen. So the first okay. thing that happens, actually, I'll tell you about the first thing, and then then we'll roll into the next thing here. Sounds good. But so the first thing, I'm sitting there, and this guy looks over at me, and he's like probably 17 years old, maybe maybe 18, you know, mm-hmm. really young kid, and he's sitting there with probably I'm assuming with his girlfriend or something, and he looks over at me, and he's like, "Hey, man, um, so how's this work?" And I says. What do you mean, how does this work? This, this whole drug test thing works. <laughs> and I says, well, you go in there and you pee in a cup and they test you for drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so can they tell the difference between girl pee and guy pee? Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. of course, at this point, I'm going to mess with them. So uh-huh. I looked right at him and I'm like, well, yeah. I says, you've never had one of these before? I said, obviously. I says, they can tell the difference between girl pee and guy pee. And I says, I got a great can, one for you. And they can tell you what age you are, what race you are, all that. And he's just like, <gasps> <laughs> he didn't know what to do. That's awesome. Yeah, his eyes got just so big. And I don't know, that poor kid, he, I, I, don't, I don't know what he had up his leg. So then I said to him, I said, what are you, you trying to uh, try something to pass this or whatever? <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, it's like, dude, I don't care, man, whatever. But. Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> we got some things to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. So going on into that, <laughs> all right. So um, like I said, this that, that kid was just, uh, I, I don't know what, what happened with him. Mm-hmm. But, so I'm sitting there, same place, you know, and I hear... Uh, you know, Keith, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I get up and I start walking. I go and I, I walk right behind the door there and the lady, uh, looks at me and she says, uh, oh, uh, all right. Uh, follow me, Mr. Johnson. And I says, uh, Johnson, no, <laughs> I says, you know, my name's Keith Codette. And she goes, uh, no, I, I need Keith Johnson. And I says, <laughs> oh, well, that's not me. So I turn around and she opens the door and, 
you know, we, we apparently have been talking loud enough that <clears throat> this other guy comes up. Mm hmm. You know, I'm obviously a very big white guy. This big black guy comes walking up. <laughs> and uh, she's like, Keith Jensen's like, she's, he's like, yeah. And uh, he looks at me. He's like, hey, Keith, how's it going? I'm like, <laughs> hey, Keith. You know, that's awesome. So I go and I sit down. So like 15 minutes later, finally, the lady comes back out. She's like, hey, Keith. And I said, all right. So I get up. I walk up. It's a different lady, by the way. Nice. But because it's a real busy place. And yeah. I, I walk up and I get behind the door. And uh, she, uh, Says, uh, all right, uh, Mr. Uh, Keith, uh, I think it was Atherton or something like that. And I says, uh, no, Keith Codet. <laughs> she's like, uh, no. So I turn around, go back out the door. This time, young black guy. He's like, hey, Keith. I'm like, how you doing, Keith? That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Finally, third time was the charm. They had the right Keith. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I did always, you confirm that time before you got up to walk in? Like, you mean Keith Codet this time, yeah, I right? Did, yeah, I, <laughs> that's I'm, awesome. I'm kind of figuring. I mean, I'm surprised the universe didn't like collapse <laughs> in on itself yeah. with three Keiths in the same room. Yeah. I, did you ever watch the old show Lucifer? No. So I used to watch that. Um, I only watched the first couple of seasons, but there was mm -hmm. one where I just laughing uh, hysterically because. He said something along the lines of, you can always trust so-and-so, but never trust a Keith. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. You had something you were going to say, John? Yeah. So uh, a buddy of mine was a foreman on a job, and they all, everybody had to do a drug test. Okay. Well, he got them all back and had to dismiss a significant number of employees. And okay. then he calls one employee in and he says, you know, I just need to let you know you passed the drug test. And congratulations, you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. And he said, the guy got extremely red in the face. I'll be right back. I have to make a phone call. He says, I know I'm fired, but no, I'll be right back. It was his daughter's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to tell this story, but since we're right <laughs> on it, years ago, I had a friend, and I'm not going to say a name here, but I had a friend. He he had a he had one of those names that could go either way, male mm -hmm. female name. He gets a call one day. You know, is this blah blah blah? Uh, yes, it is. We need you to come into the office. We have to talk to you about some stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's he, it was doctor's office. He had just gone in for doctor's okay. like annual physical kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, you know, you can just. And he didn't have like a super deep voice, kind of like me. You know, I, you know, I, my voice can get deep sometimes, but mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I have a pretty girlish voice. Yeah, we know. Oh, okay. Girlish <laughs> voice. There you go. So he, uh, he's talking to this person on the phone and, uh, you know, the person on the phone is like, no, 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 we really need you to come in. And finally he says, I'm not coming. You need to tell me what you need to tell me right now. He goes, yeah. I have crappy insurance. I, you need to tell me right now, or I'm not make, making the appointment. So finally the receptionist on the other end says, Okay, um, well, that we we have two things. Your blood work got back, and he's he's like, okay, um, you have sickle cell anemia, and you're pregnant. Hmm. And he was like, um, okay, first of all, I'm a white dude. <laughs> uh, sickle cell anemia is, yeah. is a black uh, person thing. I mean, it's not it's not hundred percent impossible, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, and. He says, first of all, I'm a white dude. And uh, second of all, I'm a dude. <laughs> and the lady on the phone's like, oh. <laughs> oh, 
this is not so-and-so, so-and-so. No, that's a uh, different last name. Yeah, you got the wrong one. Wow. Good luck to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah. But uh, do you want to talk about truck stuff or do you got anything else going on with that? <laughs> we probably should. I mean, I got plenty of stories in the wrong name or, you know, okay. my dad's got the same name as me. Yeah. So they, they called the, or I, bank called me one day. And said, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to make this like $700 payment, but there's not enough in your account to cover. I'm like, oh, what payment? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I don't have any bills. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this was many, many years ago. This is let alone that much money in my account. Yeah. You know, what is this bill? And it's like, oh, such and such house payment. Like, you want my dad, not me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've never had that issue. As far as I know, I am the only Keith Codette in the entire world. So there's got to be more of you. I've, I've Googled it. I've searched it. I've whatever. The, you know, the, the last name's uncommon enough. The first yeah. name, Keith, is kind of dying off. So, eh. you know. I'll have to look that up in here in a little bit. <laughs> well, in fact, that guy that the second guy that came in um, at the uh, Wizquiz place, I think he was the first Keith I've ever met younger than me. Ah, nice. You know, so I don't know. Uh, I know a couple Keiths younger than you, actually. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, okay. Yeah, so, anyways, so, so going on to <laughs> going on to truck stuff. Uh, I did. We do have some things um, this week, and I'm going to roll this kind of into four by four talk. I was just say I, I think we missed the news last week too, if I'm not mistaken. You, or was you that have the episode before? Did you have something for the news? Just on Pegasus. Well, we can get into but, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I mean, well, or just do that. All right. Because well, yeah. last week I was dying, and yes. we probably <laughs> missed a whole bunch of things. I'm still getting over it. I'm hoping we can get through an entire episode without me dying. So, well, so, well you keep sipping on your apple juice there. Yeah. And <laughs> so uh, transmissions back together finally. I my I felt good enough. I got out there and got it all cleaned and sealed up. Let it set a couple extra days because it's cold, and our TV plus cold equals a lot of drying time. Okay. So I, I test shifted it. It shifts like a hot knife through butter. Okay. So now I just got to find a day where there's no snow now that I can get out there and put it back in. I haven't figured out how I'm going to get it. Oh, it's not in, in the it's not in the truck yet. No, it's on the bench still. It's it, it's back together though. The trans is back together. Okay. So I, I had to clean up all the gasket ceiling surfaces and put all that back together and i never flushed the front or the rear half of the case out so i got all that all the the inside of the case from all the metal particulate well i'm i'm so, really yeah. wishing you the best on this i, I, you, I know I you've gotten a lot of flack on the whole you know learn yeah, how to drive a from everybody thing, so, yep. yeah I've and seen it's, it. it's not that <laughs> i swear to god it's not anything i did in that respect <laughs> when you burn up this third one mm. i'm gonna make it a boat anchor Okay, and right, I'm, right. you're going to be my first call, and we're going to talk uh, after the episode because I keep forgetting to talk to you more about that NV4500. But that's what I'm going to do next. If this goes again, I'm I'm tired of screwing with it. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, no, I, I get you. I get I'm, you. I'm, I mean, I'm getting really good at tearing it apart and putting it back together. Really, do make a side <laughs> business out of it. Start rebuilding AX15s for other people if you can get down the science of it. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I really don't even need the manual or anything anymore for it. Would, would you do it for somebody else now? I've I've talked to somebody in the past about it. I, I still don't think I would just for any sort of liability reasons with it. What if somebody but, were to say to you, like, uh, um, you know, yeah, uh, this is off-road only. Um, you know, this is my If daily it were driver. a friend, I'd probably do it. But okay. uh, I don't know. Otherwise, it's uh, you know I'm really trying to like start a business here for you right now. Yeah, and I've I've been discussing this with the other individual for the last year and a half actually. He does run a business, and we've talked about me rebuilding them for him. He's got a pile of them, 
So you know, it, the, it's, the other one that you could learn how to do, um, the six-speed Cummins transmission, the uh, NV5600, mm-hmm. a lot of shops won't touch them. I'd have to look at that. I don't know what all it needs. You know, I, I don't know either. I, I yeah. have no idea. But I've that. been looking at that NV4500. That doesn't seem too bad to do. And the rebuild kits are actually cheaper than the AX ones. That blew me away. Well, I mean, next <laughs> time I get a burned up one or something, I, I might be able to get you one that you can tinker with or we'll, something. We'll talk. We'll but, talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. You got anything else for 4x4 talk? Or, I mean, 4x4 news. Not really. Uh, well, I have the right shocks for it now. Fox ones, I just got to get the rebuild kits. That's awesome. Are you going to get the left ones soon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, they're, 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 nice. So it's four right ones that are unmarked. I think I'm just going to oh, put the okay. left side mount bearings <laughs> in them and run them. <laughs> so uh, I got the correct shocks. <laughs> I need one more lower mount that I stole from the Wrangler for the Cherokee, though. So yeah. I got to replace that, and then I'll... It's I got a really good deal on them. Uh, I've got to ship the guy the control arm back that was attached to them. <laughs> okay. But not a big deal. He helped me out with that. And to rebuild them all, I'm not looking too bad. You know, buying a couple of the specialty tools and all the oil to do it myself. All right. Still going to be less than sending them in or taking them to someone. All right. So you're going to probably knock them all out in an afternoon. Okay, so I'm, cool. I'm excited. I'll have good, real shocks. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited. Very so cool, So hopefully man. no more smashing that oil pan. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways yeah no 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 uh, so i've seen you guys making some uh, pretty cool progress on facebook with preston's truck yeah i've actually had a for as busy as i've been at, at work this week mm-hmm. i have had a very automotive heavy week nice um so first of all preston's project z71 is now street legal awesome it is um road legal and it runs and drives great we actually took it for a test drive through town nice uh we had to take and do a little bit of sheet metal bending Mm -hmm. we actually got the front end pretty straight so this is the truck that uh you know if our listeners didn't know uh my son got for free from his uncle jeff that uh had been they cut off in the road and they'd guard railed it so the passenger (laughs) side was all smashed up so it needed two wheels it needed a headlight, a tail light to be street legal, and mm-hmm. then the door and the fender and the rear fender needed to be straightened to some semblance so the tailgate would work and the front yeah. bumper, bumper wasn't dragging on the uh, the tire. Mm-hmm. So we actually, using a jack and using the excursion and some leverage, we were able to get the front bu- bumper probably within a quarter inch of factory. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. The fender, That's awesome. The fender still... Crinkly, but it's mm-hmm. it's straight enough that you can open the Add door. onto it. It's fine. Yeah. I hate and, that stuff, but whatever. <laughs> um, the rear bumper, we same thing. We got it pulled. We posted some photos on 4x4Talk and mm-hmm. stuff, I think. And so it was a video in one of them. Yeah, video. Yeah. We used Project Excursion. Nice. We pulled the heck out of it, and we were able to... That was actually towards the tail end of the of the pulling and stuff. I, th- mm-hmm. I this is when I thought to video it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we ended up taking and getting, uh, you know, basically the rear end and the front end within all about an inch of where it was originally. Impressive. So it's still a little crinkled, but yeah, it's it the tailgate works now. The tail That's light cool. fits. The headlight fits. Nice. You know, the door opens and closes on the passenger side. The yeah. truck. It works great. So awesome. now the wheels that we got from you or from a buddy or whatever, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of a complaint there, man. Uh-oh. All, well, okay. So you told me the one 
was off the rim for some reason. Yeah, that was the one that had a hole in it somewhere. Yeah, it had said. a hole I could put my fist through. Yeah. That was not a fixable tire. No, he said one bad one. Yeah, that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Exa- no exaggeration. <laughs> um, but the other three, uh, two out of the three, had some of the worst rim leaks I have ever seen in my life. They hmm. leaked from the entire surface of the rim all the way around. Apologies on that. I can talk to them, but <laughs> no, I mean, no worry. But I mean, they, that, they uh, may have sat for a bit. It's probably what it was that, I mean, I can't speak to it. I know he, they were sitting there for a while before, but <laughs> Hey, look at man. I own a tire machine. <laughs> yeah. uh, we broke them down. We took a wire wheel to them. We nice. put some bead sealer on them and they're still holding air. So Beautiful. yeah, it boom, it's done. And those ugly. So that you remember how they were Chrome wheels. Yeah. I hate that. So we figured out, because they looked like they were permanent like that, mm-hmm. but that was a cap over oh. a s- decent-looking steel wheel. Nice. They're the oval-style, like off-road-style wheels. Mm-hmm. We pried the cap off the one. Preston loved the look of them. He cleaned them up. He's going to probably paint them black in the spring or something. Nice. They look like the off-road wheels. That's cool. So he, that is cool. he was really happy with that. Sweet. He, we had thought about taking the 37s I had in the shop and putting them on Project C71, but mm-hmm. we did some measurement, and there's no way they were going to fit. <laughs> he could yeah. probably squeeze without going to any sort of lift, maybe a 33 to a 35. Nice. So, you know, he might do that. Yeah. Because uh, the tires that we got from you are probably an inch smaller than what was already on it. Okay. So, we're, you know, he'd like to kind of do something a little bit with it. Yeah. But, hey, the kid's got a run and drive in Z71 awesome. that he currently has. Well, he personally, because he got everything for Christmas mm-hmm. and his birthday for it, he personally has no money into it right now. And nice. he'll probably have less than a couple hundred bucks in by the time he titles it and plates it. Sweet. And then, good chance it's going to need a new battery because every time it sits for more than a week or so, the battery mm-hmm. needs to be jumped. So. Yeah, just go fire it up every couple days for a bit. It'll be I, fine. I told him that right now. <laughs> I said, just go out there every couple of days, fire that That's thing up. That's what buddy's got to do with his diesel right now. It's He put new batteries in it last year, and it's already, if it sits a week, it, it's dead. Is what it is, man. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. But uh, Knowing you, problem. But. <laughs> you know. Uh, did you have anything else in 4x4 News? You said you, you kind of skipped the 4x4 News section. Not really, no. Not that I can think of. You know, I think we're probably getting to that break time. Yeah, um, but I, I'm not sure. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. I don't know. Producer Andrew's kind of looking. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Good. let's do that real quick, and then I want to tell you about the next thing that happened in my 4x4 life. Sounds good. I'm interested. <laughs> Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. So you know that last week uh, I was just dying. The, the cor- plague. The yeah. plague, coronavirus, virus, whatever. It's Catch Lyme disease and it cancel itself out. <laughs> it is still hanging in there, but it's nowhere near as bad. Yeah, you sound all right tonight. <laughs> Probably the very worst of it, which I thought the worst of it was about the time we were podcasting. No, it got mm-hmm. worse. Oh, really? It got to the point where I couldn't talk, and then Saturday and Sunday, I 
could barely do anything. I still did stuff. I actually mm-hmm. did quite a, I mean, Saturday was the day I worked on project C 71, but yeah. I was just, you know, or no, it wasn't Saturday. It was, it was Sunday. Never mind. Okay. But yeah, I was just about dead. So Sunday I had planned on doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Slept in a little bit, <clears throat> got up, you know, kind of milling around. I'm out laying on the couch. I'm playing on my phone a little bit. And let me back this up. <laughs> you wouldn't know the, the hassle of this, but I'm going to admit something. Okay. Here. I don't know if this makes me a bad father or what. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I come home from work Friday night. You know, we're eating dinner, milling around, and I'm like, where's Preston? Stephanie's like, he's out of town. <laughs> My 15-year-old son's out of town. Okay. Where is he? Oh, he's in Bay City. Hmm. For okay. how long? Oh, for the weekend. Hmm. Well, why is he in Bay City? <laughs> <laughs> so... She's like, oh, he's got that band thing or whatever, you know? Band game? Or, or I think she said drama thing or whatever, I you know? know? And I'm like, <laughs> I, this person, she said, no, 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 they all told you. I said, no, he told me about something that they might do, <laughs> but the way he said it, I thought they were talking about the spring or summer. No, 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 uh, they, they're all swearing that they told me this. Now, mind you. You did I, have coronavirus, so. <laughs> I've been li- yeah, exactly. I've been living off of Sudafed and Mucinex <clears throat> for the last two weeks. Great so, combination. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, there's a possibility. I'm like, you're telling me this kid's out of town. I'm like, how'd he get there? Oh, he drove with friends. Well, where are they staying? At a hotel. Where'd he get the money for that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't care. I'll see him when he gets home. I'll see him when he gets <laughs> home. You know, I, as far as, For all I know, he was in Vegas all weekend. I, have, I mean, it's possible. I have no it idea. Sounds like fun. But Never been, but here's so, things. So, Sunday. Sunday morning, I text him, and I'm like, How's the trip going? Yeah, it's going great. You know, when are you coming home? You know, we're on our way home right now. Okay, cool. You know, we're talking a little bit. So I'm chilling, laying on the couch. Text me. He's like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, just laying on the couch. He's like, well, are you home? So you're home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Should have said no. I'm, I'm at the shop. In the yeah. Truck. Yeah. <laughs> so. could, could you? <laughs> I'm at Walmart. Could you go to the high school? You need to be picked up. No. What's up? The band trailer, they have an enclosed trailer, the band trailer and truck. I meant to ask about that. Yeah. Is stuck. (laughs) So I'm thinking, well, what do you need? Like, he's like, well, can you go help him? Okay, whatever. Apparently, because I'm the four by four guy. I get calls like that as well. (laughs) So I feel like absolute death. Mm -hmm. I managed to put on actual clothes besides pajamas, go over there and find the, you know, the father of one of the band students has got Mm -hmm. an F-150. It is buried to the hubs (laughs) and he's got the trailer hooked behind it in the lawn of the high school. I'm like, what What is going on here? Oh, well, we pulled up because we thought we could get closer, but this is really soft in here. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. And he's every bit of 200 feet from the nearest pavement. And I'm like, oh, Man, this is not going to be good. Yeah. Now, fortunately, he had three or four uh, toe straps that he had apparently left and bought. He told me he drove out of town, bought them, came back. (laughs) It still wasn't enough to get there. I had two with me. Mm -hmm. It still wasn't enough. 
So that's where he busts out the chains. <laughs> well, against all, and that's the thing: chains should never be used for recovering vehicles because of the danger of them. Oh yeah, it's it's interesting. It's sketchy. <laughs> yeah. I happen to have a thirty foot chain for my job in the back of my truck or mm-hmm. back of project excursion, so that got broken out, and that was just enough to reach. And nice. So put it in four low, and I told him, I said, "This is sketchy." I yeah. said, "We have like five shackles on here." We've got Jeez. a couple of, <laughs> uh, you know, toe straps that are very cheap box store toe straps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they those that, ones that are like super thin and really they, long. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, those. a couple of those. I'm so and then my good ones. Those. And then I've got a chain on there. I said, if something lets go, I said I'm going to cover go, your face. I said I'm going really slow, and everybody needs to be the other way. So yeah, put it in far low and just pulled back and back and, you know. Thank God we got them out of there. We got them pulled yeah. out. Everybody's safe and sound. Got the trailer. Project excursion worked like a champ. You know, it was nice. pulling pretty hard, too. I believe it. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I said, I'm not. He's like, oh, we can do a couple jerks. I said, I'm not jerking anything on no. this combination. I no. said, this is going to be slow, <laughs> steady pulling. Yeah. And that's all it's going to be. So At least there are a couple jackets over the whole thing for a damper. Or? Well, no. It's, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of talk about. We don't yeah. need to get into a whole recovery thing here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I'm just going to admit right here. I broke my own rule. I used a chain mm-hmm. twice this week because I used one to do nice. Preston's C71 mm-hmm. as well. Oh, that's a little different. But, yeah, it was like a three-foot chain. Yeah. But <laughs> I used a chain, uh, multiple shackles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a cheap, questionable dime store <laughs> straps. I mean, yeah. the whole thing was sketchy. It got it done. But uh, I guess just lessons learned from that is to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I should have asked some questions before I went over there. Yeah. Because in my garage, I do have a number of non-stretching, uh, like, equipment straps that mm-hmm. could have been used for that because they're 30,000-pound rated, something that's, like that's that. That's what I carry in mind. I got a 20-foot, 3-inch wide. It, it was part of a crane cradle strap. I've, I've got that, some 15,000-pound quick connects, and then a couple 3-quarter-inch heavy-duty D-rings. Those can always be used, <coughs> but it is important. To uh, know that they are non-stretching straps yeah. and not to jerk on them. Yeah. And I do know guys will carry those, mm-hmm. and they write right on them with a marker, do not stretch or do not jerk, you know, or whatever. And that way people know. Yeah. And that that's a, that's just a safety thing because mm-hmm. you start jerking on some of those, they get frayed, the, the stitching is not meant for that yeah. kind of force, and it can be dangerous. Yeah, I've seen those things explode. It's, it's not, not good. No, it, it's sketchy, and it's it's one of those, you know, another butt time we were off-roading, and, you know, the other guy got stuck, so we, we hooked his strap up to our truck, and, you know, the one guy's going, and my buddy and I, we heard the noise. I mean, the best description I can give you, it sounded like knuckles cracking. Oh, yeah. You hear that, you see a stretch, and it's one of those look at each other, like, uh-oh, and we both ran. And a couple seconds later, the strap just poof. That was a non-stretching strap. I don't know what it was. I just it was a nylon strap, mm. and it just—I mean—you heard it pop, and yeah. I mean it frayed everywhere. It was—it was impressive. I've never actually seen it before. That it's kind of scary, though. I mean, there's a lot of force behind that thing. I was on a wheel and trip years ago, and who knows? Maybe this guy's listening. But he had a built—I think it was a YJ—and he had uh, custom bumpers, mm-hmm. um, like two bumpers with D rings on them. He was stuck out in a swampy area, and 
the straps all came out and he said, Oh, I got a couple of them. Cause he was kind of a long pole. Yeah. Put a couple straps together. It's always best to link loop them through each other and put a stick in them than to put deerings. The deerings themselves, if something breaks, become oh yeah, the a projectile now. Yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> I want to say that deerings, it might not have, but we didn't know. No one there knew that the strap that he hooked up, the twenty foot ish strap that he hooked up directly to his vehicle, was a non stretching strap, mm-hmm. and then they hooked a stretching strap to it. <laughs> and so couple of heavy jerks i actually had my gmc jimmy the, the one that was on one ton axles mm-hmm. and i'm jerking and i'm jerking and i'm jerking and we're getting them back but and i noticed about the third or fourth pull that my strap was stretching but his wasn't hmm. and i thought to myself because at the time i was i, I don't want to say i was dumb to the fact that there was non-stretching straps but maybe i maybe i just thought to myself oh because it was a thicker because i think i think i was using like maybe a three inch toe strap and mm-hmm. this thing was like a four inch sling or something yeah. i think oh it's probably because his is beefier or something mm-hmm. well i rip it one more time and his entire back bumper comes off <laughs> but not just the bumper the it was welded to his frame it took the the, the last <laughs> like three inches of his frame with it holy crap and <laughs> then the eyelet on his strap when we inspected everything was down to like the last couple of threads as well the last couple stitches so because we were jerking on that all that force of my stretching strap not only broke the eyelet on his non-stretching larger strap but all which was probably yeah it was probably rated for 30 or forty thousand pounds it was like a machinery lift strap yeah it ripped the frame right off of his yj as well and i mean there's nothing you do. I mean, he was like, oh, this really sucks. But <laughs> he knew that that yeah. was, you know, you're off-roading. That's what you get into. Yeah. But, you know, that was just the thing, though. So, yeah, after Preston got me woke up and <laughs> and pulling out the band truck and trailer, mm-hmm. I came back and, you know, we worked nice. on Z71 all day. That was cool. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was just a lot of that. Um, Speaking of which, though, and this is important, I guess, because we're, we're talking right now about recovery and we're talking about, uh, you know, D-rings uh, or, you know, clevises, they sometimes call them, shackles, mm-hmm. they, they call them, yeah. all the same thing. I mean, there are technically differences between those. Generally speaking, it's an interchangeable term, though. It's an interchangeable yeah. term. So, you know, we're talking about the pin. There's a couple things. I had to teach a couple of my guys at work this week about those. Mm-hmm. You never pull from the side of them. And what I'm no. saying is is you have one part of what you're pulling on the top loop. So like the bottom of the horseshoe, I guess, is what you would say. And you also have one pulling part on the pin. Mm -hmm. If you turn it sideways, you can stretch it. Oh, yeah. It it doesn't work right. It'll deform. It can deform. It can break. So you always do that, no matter if you're lifting something, even in the garage, or if you're using it as a recovery Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, you know, that's something you have to do. And then the other thing is, and a lot of guys, this is counterintuitive to us as car guys, because we end up taking and we want to just like crank down everything. That's, I was going to continue. Well, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's you know what I'm talking say. about. Yeah, you, uh, with any of those, you never, ever, ever, ever want to wrench them tight. Mm-mm. The general rule, hand tight and back it off quarter turn or so. Quarter to half a turn, exactly. Because yeah. I, I had that happen this week. We were rigging some steel out of an elevator shaft. Yeah. Guys bringing it down. Go to undo it. I'm like, man, what did you use a pipe wrench on this thing? <laughs> hammer, 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 hammer. And then we get it out, and the pin itself, now the threads have been messed up on yeah. it. Because they've, they've pulled so hard. Yeah, it's a it. junk shackle at that it's, point. It's junk. So, yeah. You know, we, we've used those a couple times on the boat. 
And in that case, we need to crank it. But it's it's so counterintuitive to everything I know from off-road that when I'm down there with the wrench trying to tighten this, it's like, this feels wrong. <laughs> what case, why would you need to tighten it? Uh, setting a line. So we loop the chain around something on the rack and put it through that and then tighten it up. That's still not correct way to do it. You know, not exactly. You, you put wire. You uh, you cage it is what you do. So you take. Well, we tighten it and then zip tie it. Okay. So we put a zip tie from the done little nut thing back onto itself. So I'm not going to tell you it's the <laughs> right way to do it, but it's fine. I guess it works it for works. what we're doing. Yeah, it, it's it's so counterintuitive to how you think with that, anyways. And unfortunately, that particular day, that was all we had. So, you know, yeah. back to this whole excursion recovery yeah, thing. Yeah, and this is a this is not has to do with the shackles or anything, but mm -hmm. um, something else. This is just a learning thing, and I think that most people that listen to our show probably know this. Mm -hmm. People use the term locker wrong quite a bit okay so the guy that was out there i get out i lock in my lockable hubs mm -hmm. on the front axle of my excursion he says oh this is getting serious you're engaging the locker <laughs> that's not engaging the locker no. no a locking hub is engaging the front axle yeah <laughs> so um, and I've actually heard that over the years, I've heard people say, you know, oh, I've got lockers on it or vehicles for sale. It's mm -hmm. got front lockers. No, it does not have front lockers. It's got lockout hubs. Yeah. There's a difference. A locker is a device that sends power equally to both front wheels yes. or to both rear wheels. It does not. Yeah. You know, if you've got the little switch, that's just a lockout hub. That does not yeah. mean that it's better for off-road. And there's just, only one per axle. It's just the design. <laughs> yeah that you have yeah. yeah so and within that then there's all kinds of different types but producer andrew's over there and what what is he doing i think he's angry with us i don't know he's up, he's up to something <laughs> oh but, he shook uh, his head yes so I'm you sorry. know <laughs> i know that we're we're kind of going all over the place a little bit today <laughs> but you know it, these experiences and i know a lot of our listeners like these experiences and mm. you learn things from them and you're always learning from different things and you're helping to teach things uh you know I think that it would be interesting with this episode to maybe give a couple of spoilers if any of our listeners want to chime in on a couple of future episodes. What do you think? Yeah, that works. Um, I think we should probably take a little break, though, before we do that. Because I'm, well, I mean, I've still got water, but I think that's probably why he's standing there. <laughs> I Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, we don't have to. We can just keep going, but we're going to risk pissing him off more. All right. And then let's, he's just going to shut us off. Let's or... take a word from our sponsor and then we'll come back. <laughs> Sounds good. Ah, spring. It means so many things. Birds, flowers, warmer temperatures, and oh, let's not forget, bugs. <coughs> Don't let pesky bugs take over your home. Call ABC Home and Commercial Services. They have the solution for your spiders, wasps, box elder bugs, Asian lady beetles, cluster flies, and more. ABC Home and Commercial Services, the best in pests. Call 810-794-5678. You live? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just choked on the water. Oh, okay. <laughs> choked on the water. Um, <clears throat> so we've got, uh, well, this is episode 43. Okay, I'll take it. We didn't for play it. on numbers <laughs> on this one. I did think about 
There's a lot of interesting developments in four-wheel drive history and regular history that go through World War II, mm-hmm. so 41, 42, 43, 45. And I figured I we don't want to have like these – we're not like huge World War II buffs, so it's not like not we terribly. wanted to do this whole – we already did the 41 for the G. Yeah. That was good enough. Um, 44 – I was thinking. Wait, are we supposed to announce spoiler alert before we do this? Spoiler is that alert? just for like TV and movies? Oh, it could be, or YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're thinking about. If you talk- care about that kind of thing, this is a spoiler alert, just in case. We're thinking about talking about for the next episode, Dana Forty Fours. I like it. Um, you know, they are probably, arguably, one of the most popular off-road axles of all time. Yeah. I think more people have probably run Dana 44s than have even run Dana 60s yeah. or, say, Toyota axles or Samurai axles or you things like what? that. You know what? We should uh, talk to our good buddy Lucas about his trials and tribulations with Dana 44s, maybe. If we can get him. I tried to yeah. get him to come to the museum the other day, so I don't know. We'll see. Huh. We'll see. Um, that's It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, and then, now I want to roll this kind of into museum minutes a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're still doing these This Day in Off-Road History posts, mm-hmm. which we've mentioned on the last couple of podcasts have been just taking off. Yeah. Now I wanted to play with the hashtags and see if it was the hashtags. Cause our most viral post yet was the 48, uh, F one Marmon Harrington post that mm-hmm. talked about, um, when the F series truck was introduced. Yeah. Well, that post just, it, it, there's still people commenting on that post and wow, sharing nice. it to this day. So, and there's very uh, cool. 50, 60,000, Shares, views, something like that. It's just, nice. It just keeps going. Well, we had another This Day in Off-Road History post a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. was the anniversary of when Ford uh, F-Series trucks became, the for the 10th year in the row, the best-selling vehicle in America. And nice. so, you know, that was pretty cool. And that was in 1992. We posted about that because that was the anniversary of that happening Mm -hmm. and we use some of the same hashtags not all the same though but the same thing now that post has not been as popular as the 48 f1 Mm -hmm. post but it's still gotten Mm -hmm. way up there yeah which is telling me that either you know there's just either one of those hashtags is like magical Mm -hmm. or that when it comes down to um the you know, I guess social media like Instagram and Facebook at least, mm-hmm. because we are getting pretty big on Instagram with the museum now. Nice. Um, that Ford F series people are, you know, I don't know. They just maybe they're more on those. Yeah. I'm not sure. So we were kind of thinking, and, and you seem to like the idea of episode 48, which will be about a month from now, mm-hmm. us doing a F series tribute episode. Yeah, I love that idea. And, you know, so I'm thinking that gives us plenty of time. If we got listeners out there, like if we got a listener out there that's huge into the F series and maybe as a collector or something and wants to come on to the show. Oh, yeah. We'd like to talk to you. Yeah. Get get a hold of us on, on Facebook or email us something. Yeah. Info yeah. at wheelandradio.com. I think. Yeah. The email. Get us, send us some contact information. We'll get a hold of you. Kind of talk about it and go over some stuff. Or if you're like, hey. Here's this really cool part about F-Series history that I think oh, yeah. you guys need to talk about that I want you to go on 4 by 4 talk yes. or one of the, the get, reach out to us somehow. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the last episode, you went over all of our social medias, the Twitter, yeah. the Instagram, everything. And I, I left that note sheet at home. Today. That's all right, though. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna tell people because 
we've had people reach out to us through all the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. It's easiest to reach out to us through Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, it, for whatever reason, we don't always get the notifications if you've commented or sent us a message. Mm-hmm. So send us a message through Facebook or even just email us or call us, whatever the case may be. Yeah. If you if you say, hey, I just really want to hear this about the F-Series truck or this is a really cool part of the F-Series history, episode 48, you got a month till it comes out. Yes, and please we might, let us know. We might come up with some other, I mean, what else cool could we really do for the F-Series? I mean, hmm. I know you're not a big Ford guy. I drive an F-Series, but you got to respect that they have been oh, like the best-selling truck they've, for they've years. They've been around forever, and that's absolutely deserving of respect regardless of what exactly. brand you are, you know, loyalty. It's, exactly. It's a huge thing. I mean, they've been around forever. Like you said, they're, they've got so many number one records, you know, over the years. Yeah. And, I mean, it's impressive. Oh, you know what? And this is my ADD here, and we're not <laughs> – Anyways, back to the, the Ford thing. Yeah, so that on that, yeah, get a hold of us do that. through one of those mediums. Let us know what you want to hear. If you've got any interesting facts, any you know bullet points, absolutely hit this. Let us know. Comment on YouTube or that. Yeah, comment that's on a, YouTube. That's a good way. Comment yeah. on YouTube if you want to. If you're if you are not seeing us on YouTube yet or following us on yeah. YouTube, comment on there and say, "Hey, for episode forty-eight, I really want you to do this." Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Um, speaking of uh, things, kind of getting back to us, mm-hmm. I. Happened to, I'm calling around trying to get some parts. Uh, the other, Oh, Project Excursion. Did I talk about the uh, the pulley on the last episode? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. So there's something else that happened. I, okay. This must have been the last week. Yeah. I'm driving home. Everything's normal. Pull in. Um, so, yeah, this would have been. Wait, week, maybe you did. The Going to go get oil changes? I don't remember. I'm not going to extrapolate it too much. Yeah. yeah. Just tell it again. <laughs> well, yeah, I went to go get an oil change on Excursion and on Tracker. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Chevy Tracker. Tractor. I was just say, did you just call it by the proper name? I know. I know. Bad, huh? <laughs> and we went to go leave, and she fires up her vehicle. We go down to local oil change shop, mm-hmm. which there's a double connection there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they charge less than I could do it myself for. And nice. the guys that work there are like straight up gearheads, and nice. they're I, they're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And I, this is a side note. Remember how I told you in the last episode that they had that I had been invited to join a car club? Yeah, that was invitation only. Mm-hmm. That's actually the guys at the oil change huh. place. Nice, they're involved with that car club. Nice, I did go to the meeting. They all came down to the museum that evening. Oh, cool. And they really like what we're doing. They love what they're cool. doing. They've invited me to be part of. I, I still don't want to name the name in case, you know, whatever. Uh, that'll come in a future episode. But I, I believe I'm going to be part of that car club cool. now. Uh, they they keep asking me to be involved in other things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, these these mainly these two guys who run the local chapter of that car club mm-hmm. run this oil change shop. And so I'm down there, you know. So we went to go leave. Fire up project excursion. I'm like, I had no power steering, no brakes. What the heck? Huh. I pop the hood, belts off. I'm like, what the? What's going on here? You know, interesting. And I look over, and the the wheel on the tensioner pulley is missing. <laughs> Just, and I had this problem with my old excursion mm-hmm. where I couldn't even get the pulley. 
But I'm really? like, well, yeah, because it was like back ordered or whatever. And also Weird. because of the Ford International split, uh, Ford dealers couldn't get it. Huh. And they even said, maybe go to an international place, although it was a Ford only part or something. I don't know. But anyway, so I go down to a local big box store that you may or may not used to work for. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't get the pulley. They, they haven't been available for five years, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm huh. like, huh. They're like, we can sell you the entire tensioner setup. But it's like... That's, five times the money that's what most places do it drives me nuts yeah so i call a local auto parts store uh bracket auto parts mm-hmm. um i've mentioned the local car quest kind of um i think they're yeah well they were car quest i think they're mm-hmm. owned by advanced now but i call up i know the owner of the place and i call him up and i'm like hey matt i'm like uh um, you know, I need this pulley. Uh, can you get it? And he's like, Hey, it's back ordered nationwide or it's not available. He's like, I can get the tensioner for you. Uh, you have to go to a different store, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, he goes, but Hey, I wanted to tell you that, uh, that international episode you guys did, which mm-hmm. we actually shouted out to him because he drives that really clean one. Nice. And remember that was one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a really cool episode. You guys covered a lot of information. That was really nice. Neat. I said, I didn't even know you listened to our podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, yeah, he's like, I love it. I says, oh, okay. Thanks, nice. Matt. So, uh, I'm going to do a shout out again to Matt at Bracket Auto Parts. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, you know, I have been going to that auto parts store for 30 years now. They, they're right down the road from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I used to hang out there when I was 12, 13 years old. Didn't even have a car. You know, these guys <laughs> used to buy me lunch and we'd hang out there talking nice. cars and stuff like that. He's been there ever since then. Um, he bought it from the original owner, Ed Brackett, um, who's stepped out now and Matt now owns it. And I tell you what, um, they are, I have called them or even walked in. It, it's that local small gearhead store mentality mm-hmm. i've walked in and i've been like i'm trying to build this and i <laughs> and i need this that fits this and he pulls out the old books the ones you can't yep. even get anymore starts going through and he's like well uh this part from an 84 blah 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 uh it's got the same spline count and the same blah 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 as this you need that should nice. probably work that kind of guy that's so awesome i'm gonna do that big shout out right now to bracket auto parts of elginac michigan absolutely that's um I, I i haven't been there i've been there once or twice with you i think and even just hearing that about a place i can appreciate that is the the knowing to do that to find something like that and not have to say let me check the computer is a lost art it, it absolutely and it's, is you know computers yeah they make it easier and faster but they're not always right you know, exactly. a lot of those books, I'm not saying the books are infallible either, but they, a lot was more correct there and just that you can do that. Well, I mean, and, it's in part of it, it's not just the books, but it's also the encyclopedic, <clears throat> encyclopedic knowledge mm-hmm. of being a car guy. Oh yeah. I, now Matt's really into Oldsmobiles, but mm-hmm. so, um, but he has some tractors and some four in the international four by four and stuff, nice. the travel all. Yeah. But you know, I remember years ago walking in one day and I was just frustrated because I was trying to, uh, I had a 56 Chevy kind of rat rod project mm-hmm. and I was trying to go to a dual pit or dual piston um, or dual reservoir, not dual piston, dual reservoir master cylinder. Okay. And I, at the time, what I didn't own a welder, I didn't have many fabricating tools. So pretty much all my modifications were bolt on. Okay. And I went in and I said, I can't find anything, and this is 
you, probably even before the internet was real big. Mm-hmm. So this is probably 90s, you know. Okay. And I, and I went in and I said, uh, I can't figure out what to do here because I don't want to use a stock single master cylinder mm-hmm. uh, anymore. I, I, I'm trying to do this and this. He just looks at me and he goes, well, let me see your old ones. I sat on the counter and he looks at it and he's like, hmm. <laughs> he's like, I bet one from a 65 Chevy Nova would work. And I'm like, that's the most random thing I've ever heard. He's like, I think I got one in stock. Let me go check. Mm-hmm. Grabs one, throws on the counter. Sure enough, bolted right up. That's awesome. And, you know, and it that, that the stopping power of that car was in improved and just to be able to <laughs> click off the top of your head mm-hmm. you know go okay i think this is gonna work yes. he's gotten me custom clutches before he's gotten me all sorts <laughs> of things um i'm sad that i don't actually i mean i live in the next town north now mm-hmm. and i still do go to the box store because it's literally around the corner for yeah. me but I try to go there whenever i'm in town mm-hmm. or whenever i need something and i'm not buying as many parts as i used to yeah new but you know uh, like I said, Matt at Bracket Auto, you, you know, he's been great over the yeah. years. But there was one local place to me, local old, old, old school auto parts place. I mean, you go in there and you know those metal cans, like the old Quaker State metal cans you used to be able to get oil in? Oh, we have some in the museum. We yeah, the they museum, were still yeah. on the shelf for sale there at this place. Oh, really? It's been there a long time. And I don't know how he managed to hang on, but he held out for a long time. And unfortunately, he's he's since closed. Oh, okay. But I'll, I'll I'll talk a little more off there about why. But oh, okay, <laughs> I got you. They no, it was one of those. If you need an oddball part for an older vehicle, chances are it's on the shelf. Was that in your town or the town just south of you? Just south of me, southeastish. I think I know the store. On Gratiot? Uh, no. Okay, different place then. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, no, they they had some awesome stuff in there. Actually, I mean, it was it was cool. I miss it already. And I didn't go in there a lot. It was more for work at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, like I said, every now and then they had something we needed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I back to the project <laughs> thing with the pulley. Mm-hmm. I did get the part. Unfortunately, like I said, Matt had to send me to a store that was in the next town north, mm-hmm. and I happened to be at the counter of the box store and i just looked at the guy and i said he says we've got it in stock and i said their part their price is cheaper mm-hmm. and he goes what's their price and i said it's this and he goes i can match that and i mm-hmm. said fine because i needed to get on the road within like a half an hour because oh, i had a meeting that i had to go to yeah i feel bad that i didn't use um i obviously the money wouldn't have gone back to matt anyways because i would yeah. have been using his store on that but um you know just I, I I did get Project Excursion going. Nice. Uh, real quick. I did buy the entire stupid assembly. Ah. Um, when I pulled Sometimes it off, you got to do what you got to do, though. Yeah, it's got oh. two pulleys on it. The other yeah. pulley did feel a little gritty, so mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that's it. Usually and unfortunately with that kind of stuff, if one's gone, the other's not far behind anyways. Well, so. you know, I was hoping, too, when I got home, and I could have returned the other part, but I, when I got home, when it happened on the old Excursion, mm-hmm. I discovered that the idler pulley... If you pulled it off the bracket from a Cummins diesel engine, mm-hmm. even though it's like half an inch smaller in diameter, bolts on and worked. Oh, I believe it. And I had a bunch of Cummins parts in the barn, but unfortunately, I all the pulleys were gone. Gotcha. So I, I that's wasn't one thing I, I hoard pulleys. Yeah, I have a big stack of bad pull. Well, they're bad bearings in them. You can get the bearings for like ten bucks or less. 
Mm. And two sockets, you can pop it out and pop it in. I well, mean, you, it's it's really easy. You might have been able to fix this one. Um, <clears throat> we were, you know, Stephanie and I were questioning it because we go, well, how come it didn't happen? Like on the way home or something, I didn't notice this. I found my pulley flung off of Project Excursion about 15 feet away from it in the snow in our driveway. <laughs> it had come off nice. as I pulled in from work the previous night. I, I had that going to work one day. I, I get halfway to work and check engine light comes on. I'm like, what the hell? I looked at my, my temp gauge is just pegged. It, it was about three quarters of the way to work. It's like, well, I'm this close to work. You know, at this point, it's not going to be any difference to go home or stop it here or just get there. Mm-hmm. And once I get there, one, I'm at work, and two, work at an auto place. Well, I'll get it fixed before I go home. Well, there you go. And we get there. Well, I get there, and I I, I park it, and I, I go and punch in. Says I got to take a quick look at my truck. It overheated. And, you know, I noticed the battery just dropped. Oh. And, you know, I watched it climbing down, and it was harder than heck to steer that thing. And pull in the lot, pop the hood, look under. My belt's all tangled up and knotted up around the, the fan pulley. And yeah, it uh, it was the tensioner pulley seized up through the belt and it just, it ate it. And I ended up, it's, what was it? We needed the tensioner pulley, the idler pulley, and the belt. So the idler just had probably three eighths of an inch of movement. I don't know how it was still attached. And the next day, I go back. Something happened you know, on my way to work again. Started seeing it overheating a bit. Get there, park, and immediately see coolant just pouring out. Mm. Something happened when the belt wrapped around it. It must have slipped under the uh, water pump. The, okay. So I had to have the water pump done the next day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but thankfully, it all happened when I was just about to work both days in a row. So well, that, that sucked. But what better place to have it happen than behind a repair shop? <laughs> true, true. I want to finish this out on one more, because I know mm-hmm. we're getting close to that time, but I want to finish this out on one more quick story. Yep. And this actually goes back to Matt at Bracket Auto again, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was driving that old 56 Chevy, which, by the way, I sold that car about six years ago mm-hmm. uh, to a gentleman in Canada. And I think I may want to try to track it down, see if I can purchase it back someday. <laughs> is that the one that we drove up from Ohio the one weekend? It was on one of our dive trips at the quarry. Yes, the old red 56 Chevy. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember driving back with you in that, that yeah, weekend. I, I I think of the hundreds of cars and trucks I've owned, I would like to get that car back some days. Nice. There's a red 56 Chevy 210 with a white vinyl interior. Nice. Um, but uh, it was kind of an old rat ride. I put over 200,000 miles on it. Well, anyways, I was driving it in nice. college. I had it since high school all the way through a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving it on my way to college one day. And just like you kind of described, you know, I, now with me, I didn't have power steering or power brakes on this thing. Yeah. But I happen to look down at my gauges and I'm not charging <laughs> and the car's getting hot. Mm-hmm. I said, what the heck's going on? So I pull over. Well, my... I that car when I bought it still had the original twelve volt generator, not not ah. alternator. It had a yeah. generator. Well, the generator had seized up, Oof. and the belt had thrown off. Now I immediately figured that out. I'm like, well, I can't put a belt on it because the generator. Mm-hmm. So trailside repair, although it was on the side of the freeway, <laughs> pulled my boot lace out, <laughs> tied it as tight as I could. Nice around the lower harmonic balancer pulley mm. and then the the water pump the water pump pulley yep <laughs> and drove it 
and it held out until halfway on my way home nice. after school that day. It did, nice. go, it did go on the way home. But so I went down, you know, so that was my trail side repair with this boot lace on mm-hmm. there. But I, I went down to Bracket Auto Parts. And I said to Matt, I says, I, I need a generator for this thing. And he says, you don't want to put another generator. He says, he says, you know, it's the car's not all original. It's like a rat rod, you know. Mm-hmm. He goes, just put an alternator on it. And I says, well, all right. Now, I was this young kid. I was 19, 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I May 18, 17, 18, because I graduated high school in 17. I was probably like 18. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're going to want to just throw a one-wire GM alternator on there. And I said, well, what's a one-wire? He says, well, that's just one-wire hookup. He took the time to come out, show me on my car, like how to hook it up. Um, he sold me dirt cheap, some like brackets that he had like hmm. on the shelf there that had been collecting dust or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had me going by the end of the day, showed me everything to do, went home in my driveway a couple blocks away, put it all together. Awesome. You know, that's just not the kind of service you get at a big box store. Not not too many, no. no. Unfortunately, a lot of those guys don't know much beyond the computer. Exactly. I admit, I, I work with a lot of them. And it's no offense to them. That's unfortunately the way a lot of people are. Well, even there, he showed me like, he's like, you got a voltage <clears throat> regulator on here. You got to remove yeah. that and you need to wire around. Yep. You need to plug into this wire to go to the alternator. And yeah, I was able to do that with a number of people with my experiences with Jeeps. Exactly. Obviously, predominantly in that, but... Yeah, unfortunately, there's just so few people that know anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad to see it happening that way. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, we're left to our own stuff. You know, any anything I need anymore, I have to go in with a part number. That's mostly because you know I Frankenstein everything, but well, it's just it's easier than saying, yeah, I've got this. I need this to fit this. Before you give so. us our traditional sign off, then I would like to say that your small town auto parts guys mm-hmm. and girls in some cases oh, yeah. are national treasures. Absolutely. And if you don't give them your business, mm-hmm. you're going to lose these national treasures. Yeah. I don't think there's any near me anymore. Unfortunately, it's all big box places. So keep that in mind. So, yeah. That, that person behind the counter and a lot of these places parts price match as best as they can and things mm-hmm. like that. But even if they don't do that, you're going to get a better quality of service than you will at a big box place. Because they have the knowledge, they have the experience. Pay the extra couple bucks. Yeah. If the, if it is an extra couple bucks. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it, worth it's it. It's truly worth and it. it. And even if it's not, try to buy the things there that, mm-hmm. you know, you can buy your oil, your antifreeze, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, there, there's too many of those going out and it's sad. Producer but. Andrew's been looking at us for like 15 <laughs> minutes. Mr. Orange. I, I see that one too. <laughs> Thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody. <laughs>